we said. The Press Box. Back with another edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace for my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers. We thank you for being here for what is just a slice of what you can hear every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. If you're a fan, you like us, you like what you hear, thank you, first of all. And second of all, here's what you can do to help us out. Go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, find us there, PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. Follow, like, share, retweet if you do all that kind of stuff. We would love you for it. And here's what it'll do. It'll help you in our brand new Fall into a PressBox Paradise Contest where you could win a three-night stay in a two-bedroom golf condo courtesy of our friends at Meyer Vacation Rentals and Breakland Optics. All the details online at PressBoxRadio.com. Check it out and find out more there. Now, to today's PressBox podcast, a very special visit with Lauren Sisler. And uh, I think it kind of explains itself, so we'll set it up. Again, it's Lauren Sisler in today's Press Box podcast. All right, fellows, I'm excited about our next guest for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, we love Lauren Sisler. She was our very first guest inside the Press Box, if you'll think back 135 shows ago. She's kind enough to join us again, and we know her from ESPN, the SEC Network, AL.com, but also a former gymnast you can find on Twitter, at Lauren Sisler. And Lauren, uh, you know us. We'd like to joke around, and we'll get to that. We'll get to college football. I want to start with gymnastics because of your your history there and because of a post I saw on on actually I saw it on your LinkedIn page I think before I, I noticed it was on Facebook as well you got a link on your Twitter site talking about uh nightmares that you had as a former gymnast and still have today I'll be straight up with you hey look when the news broke about Simone Biles I was pretty unsympathetic here on the air and I, after reading your stuff I, I mean I think maybe that was just based out of ignorance quite honestly and I, I, if you can can you kind of talk about the twisties, what what that is, and what Simone Biles was facing when she had to make that decision earlier in the week. Well, first and foremost, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, however many episodes later, it's kind of crazy being the first one on, and now here we are um, cruising right into August, and uh, always an honor and opportunity to hang out with you guys and uh, appreciate the uh, the love and support as always. But uh, yeah, just. You know, kind of going off of that, um, you have to forgive me. I've been on vacation, so don't be too hard on me today. I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring myself back into the real world. But of course, the news broke. Um, I woke up to the news of Simone Biles having to withdraw from the team competition. Uh, you know, early Tuesday morning, and um, you know, it, it definitely came as a shock to me at first, and then not understanding, okay, what happened, and then as soon as you know, I understood what happened in the vault and her getting caught in the air and obviously having the issues that she had. Um, I guess this would have been Wednesday morning. Uh, no, Tuesday morning. I'm getting all my days mixed up. Um, you know, I, it's, it's so hard to comprehend because someone, you know, a lot of people have kind of been out on social media, and, and I know you mentioned you were somewhat unsympathetic, and you know, I think a lot of people kind of tried to compare it to different sports. You know, would this be like LeBron James, you know, dismissing himself in game seven of the finals because he was having a mental breakdown. But for the sake of, you know, I, I don't want to argue which sport is tougher than which sport, but for the sheer magnitude of the risk that is involved in the sport of gymnastics, we're talking about putting our bodies in positions that aren't even humanly possible. When I think back to 15 years ago when I retired from the sport of gymnastics and the difficulty of the skills that Simone Biles and the other gymnasts competing alongside her are doing now, 
it's unfathomable to me 15 years later. And I can only imagine what that was like for the 96 Olympic team and for the, you know, the Mary Lou Retton 84 Olympic team. You know, there's a different era. You know, the sport of gymnastics has evolved so vastly. And I think that's what's hard for people to understand on the outside looking in that the sport has evolved tremendously. But on top of that, we're talking about putting your body and also your mind into a situation that is extremely risky, extremely dangerous. I mean, that would just be like going up on top of the Empire State Building and, and, and walking across a tightrope and, and having some sort of mental, you know, breakdown and, you know, spiraling headfirst, right? And so I think what people don't quite understand is that the mental aspect of this sport can literally be catastrophic if you push yourself past your limits. And I applaud her for recognizing that. You think that Simone Biles wanted to bow out and say, peace out, I'm not competing, I don't want another Olympic medal? No, there's no chance. But this is someone that obviously, you know, probably was experiencing some issues, you know, maybe in the gym, maybe in practice. Uh, we don't quite know yet because we have not heard from her on that. But when you're training new skills, and you're going above the code of points and even what is, exists in the code of points in the sport of gymnastics, you got to kind of be real with yourself and realize she's doing skills that maybe even were above what she was able to do and compacting that into such a small amount of time and trying to do it before the Olympics and pushing herself, I'm going to go out here and do this, because she had already achieved success at the last Olympics. So, you know, maybe some of that was the pressure of like, well, not only – do I have to go out and win five gold medals or six gold medals total with the, with the team gold? But I've got to do it, uh, you know, far above what I did, you know, five years ago, um, you know, in the, in, in the, you know, 2016 Olympics. So I think there's a lot that goes into it. And, I mean, I could talk about it all day long. But I, I get where a lot of people on the other side, like yourself, were questioning it. And I understand that. I think that's why I felt so compelled to write the post that you mentioned that's on my Facebook page and on LinkedIn as well. Lauren Sisler in the press box with us. Um, I'm not saying this because you're on the show right now. I'm saying this as a brother of a gymnast and as a father of a gymnast, because I've said this before in forums uh, and privately, that as a former college football player and a former high school team golfer who loved golf for years, et cetera, and other sports, is I can say this matter-of-factly, that I have never witnessed a sport that, has t that takes as much determination, discipline, time, concentration, and athleticism January to December as the sport of gymnastics. In, in football, there's spring training, then there's the fall, and in between there's a, some weightlifting and some conditioning. Basketball the same way. You, you have on and off times. Year-round, a gymnast is three to four hours a day Monday through Friday in the gym, plus privates on the weekends. And for somebody to put that kind of work in, and then you're the GOAT, in this case, Simone Biles, to have to say, I'm not doing this team justice next man up because I'm hurting you more than I'm helping you, is admirable. Uh, but then only somebody like you, Lauren, can actually give us the in-depth what it's really like uh, competing at, at a high level like that. It's just um, – it's a unique time, but, uh, you know, she she's getting a lot of support, it appears. 
Yeah, and I think that's what's been incredible about it. And, and of course, you know, there are going to be opinions. There's going to be people that, you know, just can't comprehend how this happened. But, you know, as I mentioned in the, you know, sort of the, the blog, um, you know, article I wrote and just putting my thoughts down on paper, you know, I am 36 years old, and, yes, I still wake up to nightmares of, of spiraling down to the floor, literally waking up before I crash the mat because it literally is – when you are competing skills and you're putting your body through certain things, it's like literally your brain and your body goes offline. So like, imagine like, you know, not having internet on your iPhone, like, okay, all of a sudden all the stuff that's connected in your life has just been disconnected and you've got to figure out where you're at. And you hope to goodness when you're midair and that happens and, and you're, you're you're literally three seconds from hitting the mat and you literally say a prayer to the good lord above that everything's going to be okay and that when you hit the mat you're not going to hit the mat in an unsafe manner that you're going to land on your butt you know or or land on your side that you're not going to land on your neck you're not going to break a bone you're not going to come crashing down in such a way that could be catastrophic to you know a season ending injury a career ending injury or even a potentially a fatality and, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to compare this situation to the 96 Olympics and, you know, uh, the, the, the Carrie Strug situation. And it's just so hard to compare that because bottom line is we can't see the brain, right? That, you know, the injury, um, the, the injury that we saw from Carrie Strug was a physical injury. And I think that's what a lot of people were questioning at first, too. Well, was she injured? But then when they found out it was mental, all of a sudden it was, everybody was up in arms like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is possible. But I literally can tell you, having gone through that personally and literally after that happened multiple times at the same gym for me where I just could not get my mind right, I, my confidence went down the tubes, I suddenly was, the, the, the ceiling was spinning, and here I am thinking, like, I, I'm, I may have to quit this, this career, uh, this dream of mine to be, in the, uh, be a collegiate gymnast because I can't get my mind right. I can't get my mind back in the gym and back focused and doing what I'm doing. And it finally came down to where I sat down and had a meeting with my mom, with my coach and said, Hey, like we can't go to this gym anymore. And and thankfully I was able to go back and work on that, but it took a long time to recover from that. Think about this. Simone literally is in the middle of the Olympics. You know, she has two days to decide if she's going to compete in the, um, you know, the all around competition. And then another two days to decide if she's going to compete in the individual events. That's just not enough time to truly heal and, and figure things out. Um, and, you know, it, it just it's unfortunate because she's 24 years old and she's going to have to walk away from the sport with, you know, a lot of this weighing on her. And I, I truly feel sorry for her for that. But, J.D., I do appreciate you pointing that out because, you know, when I do it as a, as a former gymnast and it looks like I'm gloating about our sport, but I'm glad that you could point that out for everyone to see and hear. Absolutely. You mentioned you mentioned Carrie Strug, and we all have the image of of the toughness that she showed in pushing through of a physical, which does have a mental impact as well. That happened so quick; it was such a short time period. She got that done, and so there is the comparison that people make with her. However, the part that I forgot that I think makes this a wild card in the mix that we haven't even discussed, you put the, the Larry Nasser sexual abuse uh, mm-hmm. piece of the equation in this, and it trumps everything 
in my mind because that is a totally different deal and can have a a much more devastating impact than any of the stuff we've discussed prior to this point. Yeah, Chris, I think you're absolutely right. And that, and I think that is something, um, you know, I guess personally, I, I, you know, didn't necessarily, you know, kind of put out my thoughts on paper in that and, and certainly internally have thought about that a lot. Um, you know, not experiencing that for myself, uh, and, and kind of seeing what those girls had to go through watching that. Um, you just even bringing it up just, you know, sends chills down my spine, just thinking of what those girls have had to go through and just the, 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 the physical abuse, the mental abuse, the sexual abuse, um, you know, it's been hard and, and, you know, I actually tear up a little bit talking about it because, you know, the sport of gymnastics, I would say in a lot of ways, guys, um, you know, it, it saved my life and, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. It's okay. I did want to, um, I, 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 you know, I <laughs> know. And, and, and I guess, you know, because of, of the nature of what happened in my life and the tragedy and losing both of my parents unexpectedly, being able to go back in the gym and being able to be surrounded by those people was so important. And just to think that these young women were abused for so many years, and yet that was like their safe haven. That's all they knew in their lives. And they had to endure that and then, you know, try to get back out there with a smile on their face and compete for their country and to show the world that, that as a gymnast, we are resilient, and, and we, we can stand tall, and we can get, you know, overcome this. But can you imagine walking back in that gym and, and going through a lot of that stuff over and over and over and over again in your mind? And that's, you know, and I can't put myself in those shoes because I was very fortunate that I never was put into abusive situations in the gym, even as it pertains, you know, gymnastics is a sport where there's a lot of eating disorders, there's a lot of body dysmorphia, there's a lot of mental issues that come with being a gymnast and I was very fortunate that I had such a supportive um you know coaching staff when I was in club gymnastics and then on up to college at Rutgers um my parents were extremely supportive always loved on me always said look if you're ready to hang up the sport because you're tired of being injured and you're tired of you know having these mental blocks and you're tired of all these things that go along with the sport of gymnastics say the word we are with you 100 percent I always had that support I had the option to quit if that was the best thing for me in that moment. But those poor girls, you know, everything they have gone through, and and I just think that, um, you know, it speaks volumes to, uh, you know, what they've been through. And I just hope that young girls that have seen some of the turmoil that has come through the sport of gymnastics in recent years are able to also see the beauty in the sport and get to a point where they could say, you know, one day I want to be like Simone Biles. One day I want to be like Nastia Lukin or, you know, Sean Johnson or, you know, all the girls that have gone out there and competed and been such a beautiful, you know, um, role model for the sport and for athletics uh, as a whole. Go follow Lauren Sisler on her uh, social media accounts because she stepped back in the gym recently, and I, I think you still had the same form, <laughs> like you got right back on the bicycle. I was impressed. You went in the foam pit like, uh, a, like a beast. I know. Well, let me tell Where you. Where was that? That's the one thing I always say. I've got to have a foam pit and a trampoline because, man, I tell you what, my body just – when I even think about trying to do, do basic skills, my body just, like, wants to snap in two. I'm like, gee whiz. It stinks getting old, y'all. 
well, you got on the bars and uh, even I think you got into a cast and I was like, hey, Russian, still got it. Russian judge marked you low, but otherwise it was great. <laughs> hey, uh, my form could use a lot of work. I, I, my coach from gymnastics, my, my club coach saw it and I was like, man, she's probably sitting there critiquing everything I'm doing here. Oh, you know, need to point your toe, bent leg, legs are separated. You need to work on that. But, no, she sent me a text, and she said, I am very impressed that you can still do all that. Uh, But it is amazing, too, when you talk about the mind, you know, how your mind can still tell your body to do some of those things. Because I was like, oh, like I might, maybe I can do a full twist. Maybe I can do a full twist. And then all of a sudden I was like, heck no, I'm doing a two and a half. And so I just, like, let my body rip. And it's just weird how, like, my body could feel exactly what it did, you know, 15 years ago. And... I mean, you know, I, I know people say it's like riding a bike, but man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> it is, we, got, uh, it is definitely something different, but I am thankful that I still have a little juice left in the tank. It does, we, it does give me a little pride. And proud you should be. Lauren Sisler, cannot thank you enough for your honesty, for your openness, for your willingness uh, to share all of that. Uh, again, I feel educated. I feel smarter. Thanks to Lauren Sisler. And uh, again, she changed my mind. Uh, I had some thoughts earlier in the week about Simone Biles that, uh, again, I've changed my mind. Thank you to Lauren Sisler for helping me turn things around. That's it for today's PressBox podcast. Don't forget, find us 24-7 online at PressBoxRadio.com. There you can check the affiliates page to find the station nearest you. On the episodes page, you'll hear the show on demand hour by hour, all the way back to the very first hour, or simply press listen uh, anytime, and you can hear the PressBox 24 hours a day, seven days a week online at PressBoxRadio.com. Until next time, for Chris and for JD, I'm Mike saying thanks for listening to us here inside the Press Box.